The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. Typically on Monday afternoon, we have a Zoom press conference with Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, but his visit to the hospital held him out of the press conference on Monday. We did find out that he was released from the hospital and should resume his duties as the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs on Wednesday. But in lieu of Reed's absence, we received a press conference with offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy and defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo. So on this podcast, you'll get to hear from the Chiefs coordinators, starting with Eric Bieniemy. GB, just a, a question on that final uh, Patrick Mahomes pass that was intercepted and intended for um, Travis Kelsey. These guys are usually trusted to improvise. Um, how much as a coaching staff do you have to? maybe go to Patrick after the game. We, you know, we want you to still keep firing in those spots, or maybe it's it's hold it back a little bit. Just how, where do you guys come out on that? Well, you always want to make sure we're doing a great job protecting the football, especially in uh, those critical uh, moments of the game. So one thing that we do know, we just want to be smart. On top of that, making decisive decisions is not going to put us in a situation where it becomes detrimental. It's all said and done with, we can take care of the ball better, a lot better. Um, and if we're taking care of the ball better, obviously we've given ourselves a chance to win when it's all said and done. Let's go next to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Appreciate the time here. <clears throat> Two questions. First one, just about Coach Reed. Have you talked to him in the last uh, 24 hours? We obviously got the, the news earlier that he's been released from the hospital, but wondering what you all had talked about. Uh, well, I know Ted, I've given you guys an update. Uh, I had a conversation with him uh, yesterday. I'm just looking forward to him getting back into the building. Okay, back to the, the football then. How do you practice, I guess, not turning the ball over? It was kind of that span there where uh, it, it seemed like there was butter over the ball, I guess, for lack of a better term. How do you go in day in and day out inside the facility and get better at that specific aspect? Well, we work, we work on protecting the ball every single day. That's one thing we take a tremendous amount of pride in. But when it's all said and done, we don't want our players going out there playing afraid of, 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 of turning over the ball. We just need to make sure that we're focused in those intense moments where we don't lose sight of ball security. We got to make sure we got the ball. Uh, we got two hands on it in traffic, two hands on it on the way down. On top of that, you know, in certain situations, we want to make sure we're securing the catch. We never just want to throw an errant throw to put ourselves in a predicament where that team has an opportunity to put hands on the ball. So those things are important. The good thing is, is that we're giving ourselves a chance to still be in play when the game is uh, on the line. And if we eliminate just those mistakes, we will 
be sitting in a different position. But we are who we are right now because of the turnovers. We're one and two team. And so we have to correct everything, make sure that we're getting back on track and getting this thing going in the right direction moving forward. Connect to Herbie Tiope. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, along those same lines, um, that's kind of like because turnovers are the theme of the of the past two weeks, six in the last six quarters. Uh, what is your alarm level like that the sense of urgency that you got to work on securing the football going forward? Here's the thing, Herbie. We're going to rely upon our leaders. We got good leaders in our locker room. We got great coaches on this staff. Our guys will make sure that these guys are taking care of the little things. If we take care of the little things, guess what? The process will take care of itself. And more than anything, just like I explained to our guys, we have to respect the process. What does that mean? That means respecting the little things. It's never about the big things. It's always the little things that put you in these situations. So one thing is we're going to count on is that our leadership is going to provide the, the, the correct amount of uh, 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 examples on how we do it and what should be done. So we're going to count on Pat to make sure he's doing his part. Travis, uh, you know, the Tyreeks of the world. On top of that, we're going to count on the guys in the backfield to make sure they're doing it the right way. And we'll fix it. It's all being addressed. But those guys need to act upon it. And now we need to make sure we're putting that on, out on display on game day. Go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Eric, I, I wanted to ask you about uh, Tyreek. He got six touches, I believe, yesterday. Um, was there anything that the Chargers did that was slightly different from what the Ravens had shown you uh, to prevent some of those abilities for Tyreek to get the ball? And uh, do you feel a sense that uh, you guys have to increase in terms of finding ways to get him the ball uh, that can get you guys down the field? Well, you always want to make sure that you're giving your playmakers an opportunity to, uh, to come up big. Obviously, uh, they did a few things. Sometimes uh, we just didn't have the, the opportunity to give it to them just because of the, the structure of what they were doing. But one thing that we know, Tyreek is a dynamic football player. We're going to continue to make sure that we're putting him in the situations where he can make the plays. But on top of that, big picture is, at the end of the day, we want to win the game. All right, so whatever we need to do to get it done, we need to make sure that we're putting our players in position to getting that done. We'll take four more going right down the line, starting with Darren. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Coach, thank you for this uh, uh, speaking with us today. Uh, a couple of questions. Uh, is, it, is it safe to say that the league has caught up with the Kansas City Chiefs offense and Patrick Mahomes in general? And then secondly, uh, you know, look, the, the offensive line yesterday, you all put up 186 yards on the ground. Was that more of a concerted effort or was it more so – what the defense showed you all. <laughs> My bad for laughing at your first question, bro. Um, I don't think anybody has caught up with us because obviously we're putting the numbers up. I thought our guys played hard. I thought they went out there and, and, and did enough, you know, to put us in position to be playing to win the game at the end of it. And so I think our guys are, are maximizing the opportunities that are being presented now. One thing that we have to focus on is focus on making sure that we're negating all the little things that's keeping us from being the team that we need to be. And we all know there's no hidden agenda when talking about that. It's the turnovers. If we don't turn over the football, we're sitting in a different predicament. So one thing that we have to address is making sure that we're focused on the details. 
The details means what? Ball security. We secure the ball. That stat stands true, uh, true throughout the entire league. If you protect the ball, your chances of winning go up out the roof. And so if we're doing that, everything else takes care of itself. Uh, another thing, I think our guys are playing with tremendous effort. They're playing with tremendous energy. Uh, they fight, you know. So we're excited about those little things. And because of your first question, I actually forgot what your second question was. So please uh, reiterate that one to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, that's fine. Um, I was asking about you all ran, you all rushed for 186 yards yesterday. Was that more of a concerted effort after, you know, what we talked about last week with the time of possession and stuff like that? Or was it just more so what, you know, what you all were seeing defensively from the, uh, from the Chargers? Well, I, I thought our old line did a heck of a job of coming off the ball. You know, our, our old line group is growing together collectively each and every week. Uh, I thought the runner did a hell of a job. It was just one of those deals that we got our run game going. And those guys did a great job of establishing that from, from play one. And so those guys did a great job. We will continue to build off of that. But when it's all said and done, I will say this again. It's not about the stats. It's not about those numbers. Okay, as you guys have figured out, that turnover margin means a lot. That third down uh, 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 number means a lot as well. And if we're taking care of the football, we will put ourselves in, in, in situations to where we will give ourselves a chance to win. So, yes, we did a great job of running the football, but it didn't do anything for us in the end of the game. So we just need to make sure that we're doing all the little things that are required to help us to achieve the goal, and that's to win. Connect Petro. Go ahead, uh, And Brad, I'll have a follow-up to this. Uh, Coach, first of all, I'm just curious. I, I know you're not calling the defensive uh, side of the equation, right? But uh, when it gets to third down, I know, you, you know, you, your guys are getting ready to go back out there on the field and the Chargers three times uh, went forward on fourth down. I'm just curious, what was the, does that change your mindset? Do you guys start talking about, okay, this is what they're, they're going to be today. It looks like they're going to be aggressive and 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 try to you know not not play the traditional three down football and punt. Was there any uh, discussion about maybe changing how you guys went about attacking back, knowing that they were looking like they were going to be aggressive like that? No, we we knew exactly what they were going to do. We knew exactly how their their their, their thought process was. Our process never changes. We're always thinking ahead on when uh, those situations present itself, or hey, if we're in a certain area of the field. Hey, coach, you know what? This is a, a, a potential four down uh, moment. So those things are always discussed, not just leading up to the game, but also discussed on game day. But it didn't change anything in what we were doing on game on uh, uh, yesterday. Excuse me. I'm sorry. And, and then the, the follow up, you, you, you said uh, that, you know, we talk about, hey, this is a fourth down moment. And I, and I think the numbers are that Coach Reed has been one of the more aggressive guys, right, at going for it on fourth down relative to what everybody else does in the NFL. But that seems to be moving pretty quickly, especially this year, teams going for it more and more. Are, are you guys talking about it? And, and does it change your philosophy if you know that they're going to try to steal those possessions when they go for it on fourth and fours and fourth and nines? Uh, the way that, I know, the, and this is a theoretical one, this isn't anything about the game because I know you only had two fourth downs because of the turnovers, right? And they were fourth and nine and fourth and 14. So this is just theoretical. Does it kind of change your... Your, your mindset and, and, and how you guys look at that? No, it doesn't. There's always a game plan that's set. Obviously, our guy, uh, analyst uh, Mike Frazier, does a great job of, of communicating with myself, communicating with coach. So we discuss those thought, that thought process strategically throughout the entire week. And then on game day, there's always a conversation taking place. Hey, coach, we get in this particular area. 
All right, you might want to think about a four down, a fourth down call here. So our our philosophy doesn't change based upon what a team is doing. We just need to make sure if we're putting those predicaments, you know, if this is what we said that we're going to do, let's go out and do it. But if we're not putting that situation, hey, there's really no need to discuss it. Last two, Adam and then Sam. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Eric, how you doing? Doing good, Adam. How you doing? Good, good. Hey, more fourth down questions. Um, how much time do you guys spend with Mike Frazier during the week talking about what you just said uh, about the, maybe some fourth down possibilities? And and do you do you generally go into a game thinking, well, depending on situations, this might be a game where we're going to try to be a little more aggressive like that? And Brad, I'll have a second question as well. That's the discussion each and every week. There's always a discussion of, you know, if a certain situation presents itself, is this a four down, uh, a four down call where we're saying, hey, we're going for it in this particular particular situation? Yes, there is. There's always that discussion. Then there's always a discussion with the quarterbacks on exactly what are some of those things or those particular plays that we would like to call. So there's a well sketched uh, uh, discussion and plan that is in place. But when it's all said and done, we need to make sure that those plans come to fruition. And when they do, now we're ready to act upon them. Do you guys in the game plan every week have a stash of plays specifically for fourth down, or do you just pull out of uh, your third down stash? Well, here's the thing. I'm going to leave that between us here, but there is a, a, a quote unquote, <laughs> uh, a certain group of plays that we like in certain situations. And when those particular uh, uh, moments present itself. And we'll go last to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Eric, um, obviously it's it's not very usual for you guys to lose back-to-back -back games. It's been a couple of years. Do you take this week and approach it like, like you approach most weeks um, and, and therefore not trying and have any cause for alarm? Or, or do you have extra conversations about trying to get back on track because it is unusual for you guys? First of all, let me just say this, okay? We're a one and two team, and that's who we are, Okay. One thing we're going to rely upon, you heard me say this earlier, we're going to rely upon our leadership. We got great leaders in our locker room. Okay. We got great leaders on the staff. Obviously, our head coach being one of the best. All right. So we're going to rely upon our leadership and making sure that our guys have no pause for concern. Yes, we are one and two. Yes, we are. You know what? But we're going to go back to work and we're going to go back to work and work on the basic fundamentals of what makes us special. And some of those things are just making sure that we can secure the football. Offensively, we got to respect the process. We got to make sure that we have a sense of urgency and a sense of purpose in everything that we do. And then on top of that, we have to focus on the little minute things. Yes, we are doing some good things on offense, but it's the little things that we need to make sure that are not just being swept underneath the rug. So no, there is no need to be concerned or, or, or turn on the fire hydrant and, 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 and get uh, going to a panic. No, we just need to line up, be ourselves, go out there, hey, play with some poise, have some fun, and let our personality show. But doing that, we need to make sure that we're taking care of the football. And if we can do that, guess what? We'll give ourselves a chance to win a lot of ball games this year. Coach EB, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate you guys. Take care. 
Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You just heard from Eric Bieniemy, and now we continue on with Chiefs Defensive Coordinator Steve Spagnola. I'm going to give a little credit to the Chargers offense. I thought they did a, a really good job. That quarterback's a good football player. Um, from our end, um, I spoke to the staff this morning. I thought we had some positives, one of them being the way we started the game, the mindset we had, that those first two drives we stopped, I thought that was really good. We tackled much better. Um, than we had in the previous two. That's encouraging. Our first and second down run defense was 3.5 per rush. That's encouraging. Uh, that's good. Our third down was much better. Um, I'm not including the fourth down when I say that now. Uh, that was right at our goal of 36%. And I thought we showed a lot of grit um, second to last drive when we held them to a field goal with backs against the wall and at the one yard line. Having said that, where we failed or thought we could have done better to help our team win was we did not create a turnover. And we know how hard that is in this league. Kind of, you know, if our offense has a rough day, we need to offset that by getting some turnovers. The explosive passes really did hurt us, uh, most notably the, the one for 42 yards there on that last drive. We needed two red zone stops that we didn't get. Um, we did have one, but we needed two more, I thought. And I thought what killed us in those some of the red zone stuff was second and long. We had a couple of second, we had a second and 12 and second and 10 uh, that they were successful on. And then obviously not closing the game out, um, giving up 10 points in the fourth quarter is, is not what we want to be. So I figured I'd start there. I'll let you guys all fire away. Um, I'll just open it up. Let's go first to Sam Mellinger. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Steve. Um, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned the red zone stuff. I want to ask you specifically about the first two touchdowns. Um, okay. The guys were just uh, actually the first three, maybe the, the guys were just wide open. Um, Anthony Hitchens talked a little after the game about, you know, maybe some late substitutions and he didn't feel like you guys had enough time to answer. What, uh, what did you see there um, is the issue on those plays? Yeah. Um, the one they, they all run together on me a little bit, Sam, but there, there was one, they got down there, they up tempoed. Um, I tried to get a call to hitch. I think I probably should have uh, made it an easier call is what I would say. He did the best he could as fast as they were going to get everybody lined up and weren't. And then they threw a quick one. So that's one that you're talking about. I think there was another one where we, where we brought a pressure. It didn't get executed exactly right. That's when number 30 caught it. Uh, and he looked wide open. There was a change in coverage uh, rotation. Actually, there was, 
too many mistakes there of pre-snap that hurt us. And then what other one would you be talking about? Because uh, one was a past, one was a past 81, or two of them were past 81, right? Yeah, Those the, must be the two you're talking about then. It right? was, the quick yeah, snap yeah. one and the one. The last one that, like Williams beat Baker on the last one. The third one, it looked like Williams just beat Baker on an inside move, but um, coming back yeah. to the outside. But yeah, it was they, mostly the I first think one. one of the first yeah. two, the, one of the, the, the one where, uh, that was a second and 12 that I was talking about where they got it to number 30 leaking through the inside. Had we executed the call properly, I'm quite certain 30 would have blocked and would have stayed in and would not have come out. So it was a little just some Mexico. Go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Steve. Um, yeah. Wanted to ask you about uh, teams going forward uh, on fourth down against you. You've seen that a lot in some non-traditional settings or uh, places this year. Is there sort of a mentality that goes into that on fourth down? I mean, normally you do your job on first, second, and third down, and you're off the field either for a field goal or a punt. But this time you're having to stay on the field. I mean, is that something you guys have to work on to, to, to kind of get into that, uh, um, into that uh, to make that thing work? Yeah, we have, Adam, quite honestly. Like, you know, we'll get periods in practice. We'll, you know, coach might give us eight plays or ten plays. I don't recall. We didn't do it as much last week. Uh, the, the, against Baltimore, the week of practice, on the final play of each period, Adam, we put in a fourth down play for that, for exactly what you're talking about. So we could practice, so the mindset could be right. Going into last week, we really didn't have any data on uh, Brandon Stanley in, in, in terms of does this team go for it on fourth? You know, fourth and two at the plus, you know, do they typically go? So we talked about it. We thought maybe they would be aggressive. That was the comment we made. But if I'm being honest with you, Adam, I don't believe we tagged on any fourth down plays at the end of practice. And maybe we should do that every week because it feels like, you know, the league is swinging that way, right? Where coaches are deciding to go for it on fourth down. But, you know, I would say this, you know, a fourth down play to us um, isn't that much different than a third down play. I mean, look at third down, you know, you stop them, you, you can get off the field. When it goes to fourth down, that's like a turnover for us. We should be hungry to get a turnover because if we stop them on that. And I thought, you know, um, was it just that it was that fourth and nine, correct? Was that the only one? I think that was the only one they had. We've had a previous. And, you know, unfortunately, we called for a penalty. And otherwise, it, that would have been a tremendous stop. And everybody would have been fired up. Patrick would have had the ball in really good position. But it didn't happen. So hopefully going forward, we can make this. Next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Steve, uh, you'd mentioned some pluses and minus coming out of this game, casting a wide net here. How close do you feel like this defense is, is where it needs to be? Yeah, I don't know. You know what? It, it's funny. Sometimes I feel like we're quite a ways away. But I will say this, like when I talk with the guys tomorrow, I'm going to tell them that there was a lot of good snaps in there. Like that there was a lot of good football played. But in this league against a really good team, in a close game, maybe when your offense is, you know, struggling a little bit, it's three, four, it might be three plays that makes the difference. You know, the one that sticks out in my mind is the 42 yard, you know, completion, that explosive pass play. Uh, we didn't survive that, but I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, we're right on the verge of things, but we need to get there. It's got to be consistency. And when our organization, our team needs us to, you know, hold them to 14 or hold them to 17. We need to be able to do that. I know, I know the guys feel the same way. Let's go next to Seren Petro. Go, Seren. 
Thanks, Brad. And I'll have a follow-up as well. Uh, Coach, can you just tell us what happened uh, on the two-point conversion? It seemed like the receiver was uncovered at first and there was some miscommunication. Uh, what, what, what all was going on there? Yeah, it wasn't. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I, we had trouble based on the way they substituted with trying to get our personnel out to match it. Now, my understanding was that the officials, when they substitute, are supposed to give us a chance to do that. I didn't feel like that happened. And that's why I had a conversation with Sean after. Uh, Short of that, we obviously didn't have the right personnel because we thought they were in one thing and they weren't. Uh, So it made it challenging for the guys to, to get lined up. Um, somehow, some way, I guess we got to find out a way to do it and we'll practice it. But that was a tough down for us just by the way it came out. And then, uh, coach, I recognize there's a lot more going on for you than, you know, me and my bag of Doritos, uh, sitting there watching the game on, on TV and everything, uh, for all the different calls and your heads in the play sheet and everything that's going on. But I'm curious, was there any conversation and we've seen it happen a couple of times, um, where, uh, about letting the Chargers score. And letting, like, particularly Williams caught that ball, I think it was like 36 seconds at the four, and he got forced out. I know they scored on the next play. So I'm not really trying to rework this and say, hey, you could have yeah. wedged eight more seconds here. I'm just wondering what the mindset is and how much time's going on between you and Coach Reed and all your assistants. And, and like, yeah. does the subject come up when you're trying to, you know, fire up those blitzes and everything to go, all right, guys, at what point do we say, just let them in and let's give Pat a chance to. Uh, well, the, the point that came up in this game was when they got down to the three and then they did score on the very next play. Uh, and probably what you and, and Coach Reed was talking to me about that. And uh, probably had they run it, they probably would have scored then, too. Um, it's probably the best way for me to answer that without getting in too deep. You know, Coach Reed was all over it, but it, it really wasn't until they got down inside the five yard line. Go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Steve. Um, <clears throat> I recognize you, you've been missing Frank Clark, but I'm wondering if you can kind of assess the defensive line and particularly the production you've gotten from your pass rush. Yeah, um, you know, as a whole, you know, it's it's coming spurts. Maybe it's been a little bit inconsistent, but i tell you what, I thought Mike Dana did a great job yesterday. Uh, the sack he had was just a relentless sack. Um, we had some other ones, but we were right there. I know Chris pushed the tackle into the, quarterback one time um, there's other ones that stick out a little bit we were just there uh, we're just missing a little bit you know and part of that comes back to I'm not sure we've had enough of those downs and distances we had we had more yesterday with the third downs where we could actually you know pin our ears back and come after the quarterback and I really felt early we did a good job of it I mean let's not forget when when Chris draws a holding penalty that's almost as effective as you know, again, I think when Herbert scrambled that one time, there was a holding penalty there. Uh, now we ended up declining it because it brought it to fourth down. But um, I think our guys would tell you that they would like to be doing better. I know Coach Daly feels the same way. We're hoping that that ramps up. Uh, but the guys in there are battling. I see some good things. Alex Okafer, I, I can just, some of them are sticking out in my mind. They had a really good pass rush on the left side. Uh, but this quarterback did have a, you know, he got the ball. He got rid of the ball. He's big. He stands in there big. Um, and so I, I'll give a little bit of credit to the quarterback today in these particular cases. We've got time for two more. We'll go Robert and then Adam. Go ahead, Robert. Hey, Coach. So I believe it was the second to last drive the Chargers had. You were actually able to hold them into the field goal once they got into the red zone. What are some good things you saw from that drive as opposed to pretty much 
every time else in the red zone this season. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that that's a trend there. I thought it was really gritty. I mean, we get the penalty on LJ and it goes down to the one. Now, they helped us a little bit, obviously, by by uh, getting a penalty and getting backed up. But the very first play, we keep them out of the end zone. I mean, that's encouraging. And then they go offside and they get backed up. And then we have two snaps there where we play really good coverage and get to the quarterback enough. One of them, I know, had to throw it away, right? So there was pressure there from Mike Daner, I think, and the back end did a great job covering. Uh, and then we stopped him again, get another incomplete pass uh, and hold him to a field goal. So that that really was encouraging. Our guys should feel really good about that. I just feel – I'm just disappointed we got really let him get down. And, again, it goes back to that one – one really big explosive pass play. And we'll go last to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Steve. Um, wanted to ask you about Chris Jones. Um, any thought about moving him maybe back to his former position uh, full-time, given maybe that Mike Dane is playing well and maybe Frank Clark's coming back sometime soon? You know, we've had uh, – I. you know, listen, we've got four guys in there that have been battling. Um, I think if you go that route, Adam, I think it's really more just to kind of change it up pass rush wise for Chris um you know I mean two weeks ago Baltimore chipped them on first and second down out there so it made it tough yeah we've talked about it um we'll see where we go with it we obviously we get them in there on third down you guys see that um we'll just see how games go it'd be nice to get them in the second and 15 and then put put a dime defense that we to be Adam to be honest with you we did do that yesterday you might not have caught it but there were in the second half, we went in at halftime and talked about getting to dime on second and long for that reason. And uh, they ran the ball one time and we did it. And then they, I can't remember exactly what happened on the other one, but it's, you're kind of on track. Uh, we'll just see how each game goes and whether we're able to do it or not. Coach, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining okay. us. Okay. You got it. Have a good day. You too.